Service Media Networks. This is America's First News. This morning with your host, Gordon Deal. Aid for Israel passes for now. Good morning, I'm Gordon Deal, along with Jennifer Koshenka on this Friday, November 3rd. Glad you could join us. Here's what we have for you this hour. House Republicans have approved $14 billion in aid for Israel, but it's a no-go in the Democratic-controlled Senate. The political left is being torn apart by pro-Israel and pro-Palestinian factions. Hear how liberal solidarity has been shattered. FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried has been convicted of stealing billions from customers. He could get 100 years in prison. And cheaper options than your credit card if you need extra cash. If you have universal or whole life insurance, they often include something called a cash value feature that allows you to take out money tax-free. Um, and you might have to pay interest, but it might be a lower rate, than well, especially lower than a credit card. Medora Lee at USA Today on where to turn as credit card debt gets more expensive with rising rates. Secretary of State Antony Blinken arrived in Tel Aviv earlier today to push for humanitarian pauses in the Israel-Hamas war. Mr. Blinken is due to discuss with Israel's prime minister and other Israeli leaders concrete steps to minimize harm to civilians in besieged Gaza, where food, fuel, water, and medicine are scarce. Separately, Reuters says the U.S. has been flying surveillance drones over Gaza in search of hostages taken by Hamas following its terrorist attacks on Israel four weeks ago. Mr. Blinken. This has been uh, a very deliberate effort on our part, working with other countries to make sure we could get passage out for our citizens and citizens from other countries. The White House, meanwhile, said any pauses in fighting should be localized and insisted they would not stop Israel from defending itself. Pentagon spokesman Brigadier General Pat Ryder. We do not support a ceasefire and that that gives time for Hamas to regroup. Gaza health authorities say at least 9,000 people have been killed in, in Gaza since Israel launched its retaliatory assaults. The House has approved Republicans' $14.3 billion Israel aid bill setting up a fight with the Democratic-controlled Senate which is pursuing a much larger package that includes assistance to Ukraine. The measure was approved 226 to 196 in a mostly party-line vote yesterday. House Speaker Mike Johnson. There is absolutely no equivocation here. Um, We have to stand with Israel. The bill was rejected by many House Democrats because it strips out money from the IRS and ignored the Biden administration's request for a much broader foreign aid measure. California Democrat Pete Aguilar. We have never conditioned emergency aid uh, like we have done under Speaker Johnson uh, this week. This is wrong. Twelve Democrats sided with Republicans in backing the measure. Senate Democrats warned that the House bill is dead on arrival. In the Senate, Democrats and Republicans are working to pass a far broader emergency spending bill that includes funding for Israel as well as Ukraine, Taiwan, and U.S. border security. Well, to many on the political left, the Israel-Hamas war is spurring what feels like a permanent rupture. From the halls of power in Washington to street protests and social media, progressives find themselves at odds with those they once saw as kindred spirits, each side lobbying ugly accusations. Here's Molly Ball, senior political correspondent at The Wall Street Journal. Molly, what are you hearing? Yeah, I've really been struck by in my conversations with, uh, you know, Democrats, liberals across the spectrum, 
Uh, how wrenching uh, the politics of the Israel-Hamas conflict have been, how emotional and how personal for so many people. And it's really coming uh, from, from, from both ends of the spectrum, you know, on, on, on the sort of far left end of, of, the, of the left coalition. Uh, you have the members of the so-called squad who are generally much more skeptical of America's alliance with the Israeli government. Uh, and uh, who have been challenged in primaries by uh, supporters of Israel, more centrist Democrats, uh, and uh, you know a lot of Muslim Americans and and, and Palestinian Americans uh, who feel uh, left out by by the, the approach the president has taken. On the other side, you have you know a lot of progressive Jews and their allies or more centrist Democrats. Uh, who have felt that, you know, in the wake of the worst, uh, the deadliest attack on Jews uh, since the Holocaust, uh, they, they feel there's been a lack of solidarity on the left, that a lot of progressives have not been willing to, to stand with Israel or yeah. stand with the Jewish people at a time that they've come under attack. So there's a lot of um, hurt feelings and, and in a lot of the activism that we've been seeing, you know, on, on, on college campuses and in the streets across the country, you see that reflected. We're speaking with Molly Ball, senior politics correspondent at The Wall Street Journal. Her piece is called The Left is Tearing Itself Apart over Israel. This is not the first time that Israel and Hamas have battled. What makes this time different? Well, it is certainly the most uh, intense such conflict, right? Just in the, the, the level of violence and, and so on. But uh, I think also these are tensions within the progressive movement in the U.S. Uh, that have been building for several years. Uh, Partly as a result of, you know, college activism, we've seen the BDS, Boycott, Divestment and Sanctions Movement, uh, that seeks to uh, do what they see as nonviolent activism against the Israeli government. Uh, that has really uh, gained a lot of traction on a lot of college campuses and uh, fueled a lot of young people's opposition to the, uh, not just the Israeli government overall, but this, but particularly the Netanyahu government, which is quite right wing. And, and as the far left has gained power, has gained representation, as the so-called squad has gained seats in Congress, um, and you know, with Bernie Sanders 2020 and 2016 presidential campaigns, uh, having a lot of momentum, particularly on the young left, uh, there's been a, a worry from uh, from the pro-Israel uh, side of the Democratic Party that they are being outflanked, or that they, uh, or that this rising tide uh, can't go unchecked, and so in a lot of the Democratic primaries over the past several election cycles. Uh, these far-left progressives who aspire to join the squad have been opposed by uh, pro-Israel groups, have been opposed in particular by a group called Democratic Majority for Israel, um, or by APAC, the traditional uh, American-Israeli lobby uh, that has sought to, to head off these challenges for, and then for precisely the reason that we're now seeing play out when you had the vote in the House condemning the Hamas attacks last week, and almost all of the, the those who did not vote for it were these far-left progressive Democrats. Mm. Finish up, if you would. Somebody in your story said um, the way this is unfolding is both clarifying and terrifying. Yeah, and that was a quote from Jonathan Greenblatt, 
who is the CEO of the Anti-Defamation League, uh, which fights anti-Semitism nationally. And his point was that, you know, for a lot of American Jews who may have thought that their support for others on the left was, was mutual and that they would support each other when the time came, they have instead felt abandoned. And that has really shown them a lot and been profoundly disillusioning. Thanks, Molly. Molly Ball, senior political correspondent at The Wall Street Journal. Did you know traditional bed sheets harbor as much bacteria as a toilet seat? The germs in your sheets can cause acne, allergies, stuffy noses, and other gross ailments. Fears, though, that you can put to bed with Miracle Made bed sheets. Miracle Made uses silver infused fabrics inspired by NASA that are thermoregulating to keep you at a perfect temperature all night. Miracle Made is self cleaning, self cooling, luxurious, eco friendly bedding designed to protect your skin for more restorative rest. My wife and I love them. Now, my listeners can have a clean night's sleep while saving over 40% and sleep cool all summer and warm all winter. The website, trymiracle.com slash Gordon. Claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% at checkout. Miracle-made products are backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, the website, trymiracle.com slash Gordon. trymiracle.com slash Gordon to save big. You can sleep cool, comfy, and clean. Miracle-made bedding, NASA-inspired for out-of-this-world comfort. Sleep clean with Miracle. Thanks for being with us. A federal jury in New York has convicted FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried of a fraud scheme that cheated customers and investors of at least $10 billion. Prosecutors called his failed crypto exchange one of the biggest financial frauds in U.S. history. He was found guilty of all seven counts he faced. His shaggy-haired boy genius persona helped catapult FTX into a powerhouse trading platform that sponsored sports teams and ran glitzy ads featuring football great Tom Brady and comedian Larry David, U.S. Attorney Damien Williams after the verdict. Those folks should think again and cut it out. And if they don't, I promise we'll have enough handcuffs for all of them. The jury took only a few hours to convict the 31-year-old. Sentencing is in March when he faces a maximum of 115 years in prison. Prosecutors presented evidence and testimony showing he was the architect of a scheme to siphon FTX money to repay the debts of its sister hedge fund, Alameda Research. Bankroll risky investments, buy luxury real estate, and cover hundreds of millions of dollars in political donations. 20 minutes after the hour on This Morning, here's Jennifer Koshenka. And now, the three big things you need to know. Number one. Secretary of State Antony Blinken arrived in Israel today as international concern grows over the fighting in Gaza, with Israel's military having largely cut off Gaza City in the north of the enclave. We will be talking about concrete steps uh, that can and should be taken to minimize harm to men, women, and children uh, in, uh, in Gaza. Uh, and this is something that the United States is committed to. I'm not going to get into the, the details here, but it's very much uh, on the agenda. More than 100 trucks carrying supplies crossed the Egyptian border into Gaza on Thursday, while a U.N. agency warned the Strip's current food supply was only enough to last a week. President Biden said 74 Americans made it out of Gaza yesterday. Number two. The Republican-led House has passed a bill that would provide $14.3 billion in aid to Israel as it wages war against Hamas. But Democrats say it's dead on arrival in the Senate, and President Biden has vowed to veto the measure. House Speaker Mike Johnson. Even our our um, our most hardline, you know, fiscal conservatives and those who typically oppose the idea of foreign aid in principle 
They understand the necessity of this. The Republican proposal would also rescind funds for the IRS in the same amount. A new Congressional Budget Office report says the overall measure would add nearly $27 billion to the deficit. Number three. Eric Trump, one of two sons entrusted to run Donald Trump's real estate empire, swore Thursday he was never involved with financial statements that New York State uh, state lawyers say fraudulently puffed up the ex-president's wealth and worth of the family business. Eric Trump insisted he never worked on his father's statement of financial condition, despite testimony from another Trump Organization executive that he was on a video call about his father's financial statement as recently as 2021. Consumers are on a spending spree, one that's slated to last right through the busy holiday shopping season. The National Retail Federation says holiday spending is expected to reach record levels this year. Consumers are expected to shell out between $957 and $966 billion on gifts, food, decorations, and other purchases, up 3% from last year. The Federation says consumer behavior, economic activity, and retail sales are surprisingly slightly better than pre-pandemic averages. All right, thank you, Jen. Most people turn to credit cards when they're cash-strapped, but financial advisors say they should be a last resort and that consumers should consider other options first, especially with credit getting very expensive. Ideas from Medora Lee, money reporter at USA Today. Medora, help us out. So this is this is one that is really important. Right now, a lot of people are, feel a little financially strapped, so a lot of people will rely on their credit cards to get them through. And according to financial advisors, this is one of the worst things you can do, is to build up that credit card debt. Um, because credit card interest rates are now, as the Fed has been raising rates like crazy, um, you know, you could be paying, you know, way over 20% um, APR on your credit card. A store credit cards are even worse. They're in the 30s. Goodness. Um, yeah. So, so they are offering some different options for you that might actually save you a little money if you need to tap some short-term uh, cash to get you through. Collectively, did you say we're over like a trillion dollars in credit card debt? Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a record too. It's over a trillion dollars in the second quarter that ended in June, according to the Federal Reserve. So yeah, credit card debt is really a big problem. I thought we had like, I thought we were still spending some of the COVID money that we got. You know, I think that if you were like kind of in the um, higher income brackets, maybe you had some COVID money or some savings and you're still living off of that. But I think that a lot of the lower income people are probably getting pretty tapped out. Mm. All right. So uh, let's talk about some of these better options than your credit card. What what can folks at least consider? Yeah. So the first one is, and this might not apply to everybody, but if you have it, this is a good option. Um, if you have universal or whole life insurance, they often include something called a cash value feature that allows you to take out money tax-free. Um, and you might have to pay interest, but it might be a lower rate than what, especially lower than a credit card. Um, and the best part is that the insurance company will lend you the money and not cash out any of the investments that you have to loan you the money. Oh, so wow. your money will still be fully invested. Okay. Um, and then if you decide that you can't pay it back, if you lose your job and, or you never pay it back, um, you don't have to, but they will deduct it from the, your death benefit at the end. Mm-hmm. We're speaking with Medora Lee money reporter at USA Today. She's got a piece called Credit Card Debt Costs Americans a Pretty Penny Every Year. Are there cheaper options? 
Uh, one of them she just touched on was borrowing from a life insurance policy. What else is out there? So you can also, I know everybody hates asking, but sometimes family and friends can be helpful. Um, and it's always uncomfortable, but if you try to keep it professional, you make it legal with a contract and everything, maybe pay 5% interest rate instead of like the 20 something percent interest rate on a credit card, you would still be better off. Mm. Home, home um, equity loan, how does, that, how does that work? Yep, so a home equity loan, um, the terms are flexible, so that's a plus, and the interest rates are probably lower than other loans or credit cards um, because they're secured by your home. Right. Thanks, Medora. Medora Lee, money reporter at USA Today. 30 minutes now after the hour on this morning, America's first news. Hey there, Gordon Deal here. And everyone knows the best part of fall is the food. I found a new way to embrace the season. Hello Fresh Markets, limited time fall flavors. Let me tell you about their apple cider cake with caramel sauce. Man, so good. Are you looking for the perfect game night treat? Write this one down. Barbecue pulled pork nachos. Speaking of which, I recently had the kids home from school, and HelloFresh not only saved me time, but made me look like a pro chef. Using farm-fresh ingredients, you're going to get the flavors of fall in every bite. And trust me, you don't want to miss out on the mini pumpkin cheesecake. It's perfect for a me-time treat. Want to give it a shot? Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50Gordon and use code 50Gordon for 50% off plus free shipping. That's right, 50% off plus free shipping at HelloFresh.com slash 50Gordon with code 50Gordon. HelloFresh.com slash 50Gordon with code 50Gordon. The top national stories with the context to make sense of it all. This is America's First News This Morning with Gordon Deal. Thanks for spending time with us. Welcome into Friday, November 3. Gordon Deal, Jennifer Koshenka, some of our top stories and headlines. Secretary of State Antony Blinken in Israel to push for humanitarian pauses. House passes aid for Israel, but it won't clear the Senate. Sam Bankman freed guilty of fraud. Parents beware. AI created fake nudes of real students at a New Jersey high school. Stocks were sharply higher on hopes the Fed is done raising interest rates. The Rangers Diamondbacks World Series was the least watched in history. Steelers topped the Titans in Thursday night football and the 250 pound lapdog in the UK. That story in about 20 minutes. The Labor Department releases the October employment report later today. A look at the trends from Mark Hamrick, senior economic analyst at Bankrate.com. Mark, expectations here. Yeah, we expect that we'll see some further moderation in the hiring numbers that we get for the month of October, Gordon. And let's put this in perspective. You know, last year we averaged about 400,000 jobs added a month. That was extraordinary and unsustainable. And so far this year, we've averaged about 260,000 jobs added a month. The unemployment rate recently at 3.8%. Let's remember in that September read, we added a much hotter than expected number of jobs, 336,000. And so for October, we're expecting to get about half that number. But uh, as you know, uh, as in sports, uh, with economic reports, uh, we have to get the release out. We have to play the game to see how it actually turns out. Right. And we're still seeing way more job openings than job seekers, correct? Yes, and uh, that has been uh, a feature of this post-pandemic uh, reopening of the economy period, and uh, it has been leveling out. Uh, we most recently had reported about 9.5 million job openings. That's down from uh, the post-pandemic peak of 12 million, but still above the pre-pandemic level of 
seven million job openings. So I think it continues to be, relatively speaking, a good time for people to look for work. And uh, the data continues to show that people who change jobs uh, will command a, a larger pay increase than those who stick with the job. Not saying everybody needs to you know, leave the job they have right now, but that's just what the data shows. Okay. So take us through that a little more about wages these days. Yeah. So the main uh, view of that that we get in the monthly employment report is a data set, uh, average hourly earnings. And uh, the most recent read on that we had for September was an annual increase of 4.2%. Now that is the lowest since June of uh, 2021, but that is also above the recent annualized inflation rate. So workers are now making more money than inflation is essentially taxing them. And that is getting that equation uh, at a, in a position that obviously people prefer. Uh, it's not a very elegant situation when we have the inflation rate running above uh, those uh, typical wage gain levels. Hmm. We're speaking with Mark Hamrick, Senior Economic Analyst at Bankrate.com. We're previewing the October jobs report from the Labor Department. Um, how was the Fed scene digesting yeah. all of this? Well, attending that news conference held by Chairman Jerome Powell, uh, you know, the, the Fed continues to view the job market as firm or perhaps even robust, but also acknowledging in their official statement that, uh, as you and I just discussed, uh, we're seeing some moderation in hiring. But uh, the, the base case for the Fed, in other words, they're sort of expectation is that they do not believe the U.S. Is, is headed for a recession in the near term, but collectively those officials do expect that we'll see some increase in the unemployment rate. Not a skyrocketing unemployment rate, not one that's typically associated with a recession, not even really one that gets above sort of the four and a half percent level. Uh, and so thinking about the fact that we recently had unemployment at a more than 50-year low of 3.4 percent, if we're only adding about another one percent, Yes, we will have more people losing their jobs, but that's still, relatively speaking, a pretty good job market. And that moderation in hiring, Mark, would tamp down demand in theory and yeah. then hopefully lower inflation? Yeah, well said. Uh, you know, the, <laughs> consumer spending has probably also been at an unsustainable level of late, and, and we really saw a resurgence in that here recently heading into the holiday shopping season where the expectations for uh, retailers is is somewhat muted uh, for all kinds of reasons, including high interest rates, high yields, uh, and the fact that inflation is is still elevated, but down from the peak. So um, I think that's basically where we're standing at the moment. T touch on seasonal hiring and how that might mm -hmm. factor into these these fall numbers. Yes. Well, first of all, the employment numbers that we're talking about uh, are adjusted uh, essentially to smooth them out. And so the seasonality of that, in other words, that you get several hundred thousand jobs at at the end of the year, that's sort of baked into the expectation. So you wouldn't see, let's say, oh, the unemployment rate's really declining because of seasonality. No, uh, you know, that that's sort of smoothed out. And of course, you lose a good part of those jobs once you get into the coming year. Thanks, Mark. That is Mark Hamrick, Senior Economic Analyst at Bankrate.com. Aging is a journey that can gather some unwanted passengers, namely those senescent or zombie cells. Hi, it's Gordon Deal, and I used to feel that sluggish middle-age mood, those aches after workouts. I could practically feel those old cells just taking up space, bogging me down. 
Then I found Qualia Senolytic. Think of it as giving your body a little spring cleaning, pruning away the worn-out cells, and letting the lively ones shine. And you only take it two days a month. Crafted with vegan, gluten-free, non-GMO ingredients. Plus, with a 100-day money-back guarantee, you've got a risk-free journey to rejuvenation. Resist aging at the cellular level. Try Qualia Senolytic. Go to neurohacker.com slash Gordon for up to $100 off and use code Gordon at checkout for an additional 15% off. That's neurohacker.com slash Gordon for an extra 15% off. Thanks to Neurohacker for sponsoring today's show. Neurohacker.com slash Gordon. Thanks for spending time with us. Welcome into Friday. It's time now for the mic drop with this morning's Mike Gavin. Good morning. Well, football fans know that running back Leonard Fournette has spent his entire football career playing in warm weather, having grown up in Louisiana, starring in college at Louisiana State, then six, uh, six NFL seasons split between Jacksonville and Tampa, Florida. Now Fournette is looking for a new team and signed this week with the Buffalo Bills, decidedly north of Florida and considerably colder. And it didn't take long for Fournette to notice for Mark on social media how chilly it was when he stepped outside yesterday saying it was colder than a penguin's butt problem is it's only early november and the temperature in buffalo yesterday was a very reasonable 46 degrees that prompted a lot of jokes from commenters who reminded him that winter's still a long way away and that fournette should invest in some winter gear asap Another local joke that 46 is still shirtless driving weather in the Queen City. <laughs> One guy proposed a tasty solution to go grab some of the city's famous wings on the hotter side, mm. and he'll soon feel like he's back in Florida summer. I see. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just looking at the forecast today. You've got 13-mile-an-hour uh, winds with a low of 42. Yeah. So if he's up like during the pre-dawn hours. Right. He's not going to enjoy that. Well, he's not going to enjoy any day from here on out. Probably right. The next right. couple of months are yes. going to be very long for him. The, uh, you don't want to, you know, December. I mean, this team yeah. plays in January every year yeah. in Buffalo. I mean, good luck with that. Mm. Uh, yeah. Thursday, next Thursday, rain and 39 degrees. Yeah. And we love that at practice. That'll I mean, be great at practice. Again, that, that's still it. considered uh, very seasonably warm uh, by <laughs> Buffalo standards. <laughs> and uh, speaking of Florida men, we told you this week about the Florida Man game set to hit the Sunshine State next year, featuring events like Beer Belly Sumo and Gordon's favorite, the Evading Arrest Obstacle Course. Mm. Now we have someone looking perhaps for a late entry. A Florida driver was issued a citation when sheriff's deputies determined his truck too closely resembled a Border Patrol vehicle. The white Chevy Silverado had green striped decals featuring red and blue lights and the words Booty Patrol oh. etched across the back. The DeSoto County Sheriff's Office posted about the truck on Facebook, saying that it had been spotted in several counties around the state. The driver was cited under a law banning vehicles from having red and blue lights that too closely resemble the lights on law enforcement vehicles. <laughs> but nothing apparently about the Booty Patrol. I guess that's not on the books anywhere, that you're not allowed to have that. Yeah. But it's, I guess it's common sense. You don't want to fool people into mm. thinking you're a real police officer right. you know, pulling you over when you're actually not. Right. Yeah, has he pulled somebody over for booty patrol? Yeah, that, I'm not on sure. On behalf of booty patrol? I don't yeah. even know how you word that, on behalf of booty patrol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. undetermined. That okay. was not part of uh, what the police posted on Facebook. Well, it, apparently it's it's expanding because he's been seen in several counties. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so this, I don't know if, if you are on, uh, if, if you conduct searches for booty patrol. Right. Or you're looking after but I don't know, like what what you do with booty patrol. Yes, a new agency patrolling statewide. Yeah, uh, patrolling for booty yeah. apparently. Expanding the business, expanding searches, <laughs> or whatever you do with with booty patrol. Yes. That is funny. Thank you, Mike.
A new study finds more than 40% of adults in the United States are unaware they have and therefore are not being treated for high cholesterol. For the study published in JAMA Cardiology, researchers from institutions in New York, Texas, Louisiana, and overseas in Pakistan and Egypt looked at data from the National Health and Nutrition Examination Survey between 1999 and 2020, examining patients at least ages 20 and older with cholesterol levels above 160 milligrams per deciliter. That's a level considered borderline high. Survey data was examined to see if adults had been informed about their above normal or high cholesterol levels or were being treated. Adults were classified as unaware if they had never had a measurement or were never told about the measurement. Not treating high cholesterol can lead to plaque accumulating inside blood vessels, which can lead to a heart attack or a stroke. The CDC says about two-thirds of adults in the U.S. report having had their cholesterol levels checked within the last five years. It's eight minutes now in front of the hour on this morning. Once again, here's Jennifer Koshenka. And now, the three big things you need to know. Number one. The international community is continuing efforts to evacuate civilians from the Gaza Strip after an initial batch of foreign nationals was allowed to enter Egypt which is now working to evacuate 7,000 international passport holders. The evacuations come after the U.S., Hamas, Israel, and Egypt struck a deal mediated by Qatar. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby says the U.S. is calling for a pause in fighting. In order to move hostages from where they were being held to safety, it does require a a short pause in the fighting so that you can do it safely. I mean, why wouldn't you? Doctors Without Borders says more than 20,000 people remain injured with limited health care in the Gaza Strip. Number two. FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried has been found guilty on all charges related to the collapse of his now bankrupt cryptocurrency exchange in the first of two criminal trials against the former CEO. Damian Williams is the U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York. Sam Bankman-Fried perpetrated one of the biggest financial frauds in American history. The jury agreed with prosecutors that Bankman-Fried misappropriated and embezzled billions of dollars in FTX customer deposits, schemed to mislead investors, and instructed other executives at his businesses to do the same. Number three. A former Memphis police officer has pleaded guilty to the fatal beating of Tyree Nichols in exchange for prosecutors recommending a 15-year sentence, becoming the first of five officers charged in the case to admit guilt. Desmond Mills Jr. entered his plea during a hearing at the Memphis Federal Courthouse as part of a larger agreement under which he will also plead guilty to related charges in state court. Rodney Wells is Nichols' father. For that same officer to plead guilty to all the charges was a great day for our family. Mm. It's a very good start. Amen. And we're very proud. It wasn't immediately clear if any of the other officers would follow suit. The Senate has voted to approve Admiral Lisa Franchetti to lead the Navy. As Chief of Naval Operations, she becomes the first woman to join the elite group of senior military officers who make up the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Her nomination was approved 95 to 1 as the Senate pushes to fill critical openings in military leadership, despite a block by Republican Senator Tommy Tuberville of Alabama. All right, thank you, Jen. Six minutes now in front of the hour on this morning, America's First News. Coming up next, what you feed a 250-pound lapdog. 
Did you know traditional bed sheets harbor as much bacteria as a toilet seat? The germs in your sheets can cause acne, allergies, stuffy noses, and other gross ailments. Fears, though, that you can put to bed with Miracle Made bed sheets. Miracle Made uses silver infused fabrics inspired by NASA that are thermoregulating to keep you at a perfect temperature all night. Miracle Made is self cleaning, self cooling, luxurious, eco friendly bedding designed to protect your skin for more restorative rest. My wife and I love them. Now, my listeners can have a clean night's sleep while saving over 40% and sleep cool all summer and warm all winter. The website, trymiracle.com slash Gordon. Claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% at checkout. Miracle-made products are backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, the website, trymiracle.com slash Gordon. trymiracle.com slash Gordon to save big. You can sleep cool, comfy, and clean. Miracle-made bedding, NASA-inspired for out-of-this-world comfort. Sleep clean with Miracle. Thanks for being with us. A two-year-old dog who weighs over 250 pounds eats an entire chicken every day, costing his owner nearly 5000 bucks a year in pet food. Dylan Shaw is a 33-year-old dog trainer from North Yorkshire, England, who owns a two-year-old Turkish Malikli dog named Abu. Mr. Shaw told the British news service SWNS that his gentle giant canine can stand over seven feet tall and weighs about 252 pounds. Mr. Shaw said Abu is a very energetic dog when he's outside, but he'll try to curl up on someone's lap when inside. Mr. Shaw says his 250-pound lap dog is a big softy. By the way, the dog won't be fully grown until he's three, so the horse-like animal still has some growing room. The American Dog Federation says this breed typically has a large body, serious strength, and a large head. In Turkey, it's known as a livestock guard or field security dog. That'll do it for this hour. For Jennifer Koshenka and Mike Gavin, I'm Gordon Deal. Thanks for listening to This Morning, America's First News.